we can detect things that have gone wrong as they happen without needing to introduce quality steps down the line where you're putting the cap on and verifying that it's gone on correctly all at once. Welcome to the McNaughton McKay podcast, your electrical connection. Each episode, we meet with an industry expert to tackle real issues in manufacturing. Join your host, Austin Davidson, to get the latest scoop on automation products and solutions. Hey there, and welcome back to the McNaughton McKay podcast. Today is episode 50, and I am joined by a linear servo drive specialist who currently is the regional sales engineer for Linmont out in Phoenix, Arizona. Today, I'm joined by Max Davitt. Max, how's it going? It's going great. Happy to be here, Austin. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're, uh, you're here for our milestone because yeah. we, we have a very important uh, problem to assess, something that's near and dear to my heart, but an issue that I have actually seen uh, in person, and it was, it was actually a benefit for my buddy, but a friend of mine used to work at a large beer manufacturer, and anytime I would go visit him, he had a very large amount of beers that he had been able to take home for free. Now, that's, that's all fine and dandy, and that was great for us at the time. Uh, but the reason most of these got sent home was because they were supposed to be twist off caps and they basically needed to be pried off with a bottle opener. So obviously from, from our standpoint, free beer is always great, but from a product quality standpoint, that's an issue. So can you walk us through kind of the modern capping applications and, and why this may have occurred and what kind of issues companies may run into in capping applications. Sure. Yeah. I think that anecdote kind of sets this problem up pretty well. It sounds like those beer bottles were probably over torqued and any regular human would not have the uh, strength to twist those caps off. Right. Yeah, we tried. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to get to the beer inside. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that is something that we see quite often. It sounds like those caps were probably over torqued um, and that makes sense. A lot of modern capping is still done using mechanical cams. And mechanical cams, for those who maybe don't know, are devices in which we have a follower that is able to follow a machined track. So the classic example is like valves in an internal combustion engine, like what's in your car. There is a cam on the camshaft that is a oblong piece of metal, and the valve will uh, move up and down as that camshaft turns. So everything is mechanically linked. And this leads to very reliable motion. It also lets you adjust speed on the fly. So you turn that shaft faster and your cam moves faster. But what it doesn't really do is give you very much flexibility uh, or feedback. So as you're torquing these bottle caps on, the motion is you know, not really something that you're able to adjust with any sort of sensitivity. And you can have the situation like, you and your friend encountered where the bottle caps are just over torqued without really maybe knowing why or being able to control that. And you, you kind of answered my question because the mechanical side is something I'm not as uh, familiar with, with a lot of these products. Uh, so yeah, cam was going to be something I wanted cleared up. So yes. thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm imagining, so I'm thinking of that portion of the engine. That's just the linear motion, right? I mean, we got to have some kind of rotational motion too. Sure. How do they typically do that? Yeah, so the rotational motion might be cammed to the same shaft. And that's kind of one of the things that 
is very nice about cams as a technology is that you can have that central shaft that all of your cams are rotating off of, but you mm -hmm. can have many different axes with differently shaped cams that are all responding to that rotation of the central shaft. Gotcha. So, I mean, you could even have numerous capping heads synchronized off of a single camshaft. And that is kind of in the mechanical era of automation, this is the way that axes were synchronized. And sure. as an aside, in the PLC era, a lot of this is done the same way, just virtually. So we'll have a virtual master that's like that camshaft. And then we mm -hmm. have servos that are uh, electronically cammed to that virtual cam. So we can do kind of an analogous situation with servos, which we'll get sure. to in a little bit. Okay. And I think... Um Again, you, you're kind of leading me along really nicely because the next <laughs> question I was going to ask was essentially, right, if this is the older technology, that is something that uh, I have seen through other product developments is we start to get to the, I will say like the electrical side or more of the modern technology that we have nowadays. Right. And we have a lot more feedback possible than mm -hmm. we used to, you know, we used to have no feedback at all in a lot of instances right. other than maybe uh, an aux contact or something like that. So. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, you know, as we're going forward, we have these kind of more rigid or more static setups with, with the cams or the pneumatics uh, and something you touched on was that feedback. So mm -hmm. is, is that is that kind of the game changer or, you know, what do you guys, we're talking about servos, we're talking about feedback. I feel yeah. like it's all kind of baking into itself. It is. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the way that we're moving in general as technology marches forward. Um, and feedback is a big part of that, you know, to know where you are, um, if for example, if you are cross-threading, you might see some resistance. So having feedback over the torque and the force that you're producing to, to know that at certain parts of your process, you want there to be no resistance, like as you begin to uh, start the threads. And then, you know, obviously when you reach that point where the cap should be torqued, you want to have some way of knowing that you're hitting the torque that you want to be hitting um, and that the threads aren't stripped. Like if you, you know, are rotating, 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 and there's no resistance, that's a problem in the old paradigm if you want to know if something's gone wrong you kind of have to manually or you know through some other part of the process you have to actually check that here bill try to open this beer with your hand <laughs> oh, i guess you got to take that one home bill <laughs> yeah oh darn yeah, darn yeah. i keep over tightening these yeah. ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so so we have feedback obviously you know I, I guess before we get too far into it, because I know we're moving towards the servo side, yeah. the, the pneumatic and the cam, I mean, is there any other uh, shortcomings that we should be aware of? Because I'm sure people are still utilizing them. I mean, yeah. sometimes if it's old and it's not broke, don't fix it. Sure. Um, but are there any other shortcomings that we should be aware of? Yeah, yeah, there, there definitely are. And I'm glad you brought up pneumatics because that's another way that these uh, applications can be done fairly inexpensively. Uh, and it's like you said, I mean, a lot of times these technologies are inexpensive. They're kind of the legacy way of doing things. So there's kind of, there's a familiarity benefit there too. But oftentimes we see people who want to maybe run different products on the same line where they're not just turning out the same type of beer bottle, but maybe they have vials of different size, different shapes with different torque requirements, especially when you get into like pharmaceutical products, these things are caps to very exacting specifications a lot of the time. So mm -hmm. That flexibility is something that these other more legacy technologies might struggle with. With a mechanical cam, you know, you select the profile, you machine the cam to be the shape that you want your capping head to follow. Um, but if you want to change that, you have to change the cam. I mean, that is hard coded into the machine. Sure. With a servo, maybe you are changing your capping height. I mean, I've seen people, oh, yeah, we're going to 
change the um, the product that we're running, boom, one button on the HMI, they've got a different recipe already loaded with the torque, the height, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And with a mechanical system, be it mechanical with the uh, the cam that's already hard locked into the machine or with the pneumatic system where oftentimes, you know, it's going from hard stops to hard stops. So um, you would have to physically change the location of that hard stop. So being able to adjust on the fly is a big one and do it in a way where you don't have to introduce any downtime, which as we all know, um, can really that is the key yeah yeah that can really be yeah. a problem yeah 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 it, it to me makes me think of um some of the products that i i'm more responsible for like the old style contactors like the large nema ones usually you pick uh, i don't know how familiar you are with the the overcurrent or the overload situations on those but typically uh you use what they call heater elements or like a bimetallic piece that okay. you have to spec beforehand right because at a certain current rating, it'll actually open up. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays, right, we have adjustable overloads. We have a lot yep. of different, I mean, some of them, you know, we even have over ethernet. So we can, not that you would want to change those on the fly, but if you needed to make adjustments, yep. uh, you wouldn't have to order another set. You just make the adjustment on there. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's been something that I've noticed more and more is obviously having products that are a bit more dynamic. They help a lot in terms of deployment because we require so much out of our personnel nowadays compared to maybe back in the day. And, you know, there's less of these guys with tribal knowledge, I would say, and, you know, more turnover. And there's a million things you can talk about with, mm-hmm. with labor and manufacturing, but I think giving a little more wiggle room is always extremely, extremely nice. Absolutely. So we've talked about the shortcomings of the pneumatics and the cams. So obviously you guys at Linmont are deploying uh, servo drives and motors for these applications. And, if I know anything about motion, it's that it's not cheap typically. But in this situation where maybe you're a large enough company or you have enough defects, it may justify the price. So could you explain some of the benefits of this technology and why we would use it over the the traditional? Yeah, so absolutely. And you're exactly right. Linmot, we specialize in linear servo motors and servo drives, but we also have a product called the linear rotary motor, where we couple that linear motor to a rotary motor and you can get linear and rotary motion on the output shaft. And that lends itself perfectly towards taking a cap, moving it down onto the bottle and then pushing down as you twist it to your torque or whatever your capping requirement is. Mm -hmm. So you know, the, the benefits of servos are numerous for capping applications. And we've kind of talked about some of that, um, you know, the flexibility, being able to change the program on the fly. Uh, also, the speed. I mean, linear motors in particular are some of the fastest linear actuators available on the market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when throughput is critical, speed is a great way to get there, obviously. Oh yeah. Throughput's yeah. never, never critical, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> we know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, the speed is another one and we can hit those very high speeds. There is also a lot of feedback. So we kind of touched about the, the value of feedback and mm-hmm. that is, you know, to detect, there are a lot of things that can go wrong when you're putting on a cap, you know, you can cross thread it. The cap can be you know, like a bad part and, you know, it might not have the threads on it, in which case the threads might more easily strip or you could strip the threads. The bottle might not be a good part. Uh, And by looking at the linear position, the rotary position and the linear force and the rotary torque all at once and kind of taking all of those variables into consideration, we can detect things that have gone wrong as they happen without needing to introduce quality steps down the line where you're putting the cap on and verifying that it's gone on correctly all at once uh, and in a very fast fast way. So that can also, you know, kind of streamline your process and reduce failures 
as you're as you're operating. Yeah, and something you made me think of as as we were, you were talking through that is we've talked about lots of different things that are maybe product centric or application centric, but what about things you can't control like the weather or right. you know, how hot it is? If, mm-hmm. um, if there's other variables that are affecting, I mean, I, I am not a bottle capping specialist, but I have to assume uh, in any situation like this in manufacturing, things usually do, will have to make adjustments depending on time of the year or numerous other factors or something that you're unable to control. And I think the feedback is is probably the biggest game changer there for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point about the, the weather. Mechanical cams aren't really affected by this, but with pneumatic cylinders, we do see it where if it's a hot day or a humid day, or maybe there's water in the uh, the pump, then mm. you might see, you know, the, the motion not be consistent day to day. You know, it's going to go hard stop to hard stop, but the speed might be different, you know, and you're adjusting your pressure and having things that aren't, you know, consistent operation to operation are what kind of introduce those. Uh, th- that's what creates those beer bottles that uh, you and your friend are drinking. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Yeah. So um, that that's pretty much all the questions I had. Before mm-hmm. we go, is there anything else you'd like to touch on? Yeah, uh, I would like to talk about some of the things that we can do with our motors that might be very difficult to do with other means. Certainly. So a lot of times with we modern capping applications, you know, the requirements get more and more stringent. And that can include torque requirements, as we've talked about, and those torque requirements can actually be fairly exacting where you need to put on the bottle cap with a known level of torque and have a record of that level of torque. So a lot of times that might be done with an external device that you know has a torque sensor, but we can do that now in the capping head where our linear rotary motors can come with embedded torque sensors and embedded force sensors. And we can take advantage of that torque and force feedback to do what we call closed loop force control or closed loop torque control where we take the feedback of that sensor and then adjust the current to reach a torque set point or a force set point rather than a position set point. So we're very accurately hitting a torque specification and having direct record of the torque that we're measuring on that part. And that can be very useful for people who have those requirements, difficult to do through other means, um, and to have it all be in that one package where you're already capping the bottle is big value proposition for sure. Yeah. And, and typically, you know, we talk about regulations. I mean, pharma is yep. going to be the big one there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they want to have, you know, a record of every single part. And when you're using a servo where you're getting that data, you know, it's up to you what you're doing with it. And you can easily record all of that and have all that information uh, stored and logged. Awesome. Well, if you have any other questions about linear rotary motors, or you happen to see a lot of your beers going home with your employees, maybe a little bit more so than you're comfortable with, feel free to reach out to your local McNaughton McKay account manager, and we'll get you in touch with specialists like Max over here to help solve the solution. Max, thanks so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it too, Austin.